Welcome to Journey with Jesus. We're so glad you've joined us today. We hope that you will hear something in today's podcast that will encourage you to find joy in your journey with Jesus. We hope that all of you are feeling thankful and giving. You know, it is Thanksgiving coming up, Tanya. Can you believe it? Where has this year gone? I don't know. I just can't believe it. It seems like yesterday it was, you know, the beginning of 2021, and here we are towards the end. Have you looked to your blessings? Has your heart grown more thankful as we have shared these shows the last couple of weeks? It really has. That's one of the great things about November. I really try and focus in. I won't put my tree up until we've had Thanksgiving. I really try and lean into the the blessings and the thankfulness of the year. You're so right. There's so much to be thankful for, and it's really a great time of reflection and gratitude and joy. And before we start, we always want to thank our listeners. Thank you. We are very thankful for each of you. Oh, it's such a blessing, such a great thing to share our love of God with those that are listening. So we'd like to invite you all to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we get to study and talk about the goodness that you have for us. You help us find those blessings. So Lord, as we spend this time with you this morning, let our words come together in such a way that is going to inspire someone in a different way that is listening and move their life closer to you. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You know, Tanya, I'm looking at you today, and I just see a new joy in your face. When I think of people who are joyful, what I see are smiles, and I see a big smile on your face. To me, joy is what happens deep down inside our spirit and our soul. It's a state of presence in our body, our mind, our spirit, and our soul. And so today, we're going to talk about how to find joy. I love joy. Joy is just what beams from when you're in a good place, when you have that peace that you can only find through Christ. That joy will radiate through you. And there's something to be thankful for right there. When you have that joy that you're talking about, that joy deep down in your soul, there's a reason to be thankful. And that's how our thankful heart can grow and grow and grow. You know, one way you can find joy is to give. Have you found that as you give, your joy increases? Indeed it does. There is just something about selflessly giving. And I love to give when people don't realize. Oh, yes. Because then I get to have just a moment that I can look back and say, yes, I was able to make a difference for someone else. The anonymous giver. Not having to take credit for it, but just giving out of your heart. You know, there's a scripture in Luke, Luke chapter 6, verse 38, that I found that made it kind of describe this. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, and put into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. There you go. There's a give and it will be given to you. That's the joy. That describes joy when you give from your heart. You're not giving because you feel obligated or you have to, but it's just a heartfelt, I just want to give. I feel that need to give to someone. And you, we talked about a couple weeks ago, giving of our time. And that is very valuable. You know, 
a lot of people can give monetary donations or food or clothes or those sorts of things, but when you really give of your time, that is more valuable than anything else that can be given because that's a sacrifice that you could be working or spending time mm -hmm. with family or doing what you want to do. But I find that giving of my time is just an enhancement. And it is a joy. And if you don't know where to give or how to give or who to give to, pray about it. Seek the Lord. Draw close to Him and ask Him, Lord, who needs my help? How can I give? And I guarantee you, God will put that person or those people in your life just at the right moment. It happens. Joy comes to the one who receives as well. We talked about that. Joy to ourself when we give. And that's not why we give. It's just a blessing, a double blessing that it comes is. from God. That's exactly right. It's not about we're giving to get that ourselves. It just, it will energize your spirit and give you a joy that can only come from that experience. Amen. Okay, Tanya, I'm going to give you and our listeners a formula for joy that I have heard. There's a formula. Write it down. If you've got a pen and paper. No, it's quite simple. Joy. J-O-Y. There's an acronym that I've heard a lot of times, and it's so true. Jesus, others, yourself. J-O-Y. Have you heard that before? I have not, but I love it. That is so on point because when you spend time with Jesus, you want to give to others, and then it comes back to you. What a perfect, perfect example. And it needs to be in that order as well. It does. Jesus first, then others, and then yourself. It doesn't go yourself, others, Jesus. So it's not Y-O-J. <laughs> it's J-O-Y. Well, so, and the O is in the middle, okay? The O is in the middle. Others need to come before ourselves. But putting Jesus first is so important. Why do you think that, Tanya? Why I think we... it's important that we align with what God has in store for us. And when we put Him center focus, we're not going to put ourselves first. You're right. You're right. And a scripture that I love, in fact, a good friend of mine, Tammy, loves this one as well. If you're listening, Tammy, it's Psalm 1611. Every time I read it, I think of her. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That describes it. He will let us know the path of life and give us that joy that we're seeking when we rest in his presence. Wow, that's humbling. It really is. But it is very important that we take all that into consideration. You know, I think back... I was a practicing nurse for a long time, and I think back to one of my favorite patients. Mm -hmm. Such a delight this person was, and I remember in her final months, it was so important for me to go see her, mm. not just to take care of her from the skills that I had or the orders I had, but to have my spirit filled because she was so ready to see Jesus. And she was living one day at a time. And she loved that. That is how she approached her every day, even though she was struggling in her physical body. She knew where she was going and she was ready. And it gave her such joy to be able to share with me. And I still think about that patient. And it's been mm -hmm. 12 or 15 years. 
But to be able to help her gave me joy. And I encourage others to find that same path. You don't have to be a nurse to give up your time. What you're describing is a person who abides in Jesus Christ. No matter what she has gone through in facing death, even, she still daily would abide in him and found her joy. You know, that reminds me of John chapter 15, all about Jesus saying to abide in him. And these verses are so important. And he says, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me and unless you really spend time with him is what he's saying. Abide in me every day and then you'll bear that fruit, like that joy and that peace and that love. And as the Father has loved Jesus, he says, so he has loved us. So he wants us to abide in his love by keeping his commandments. And then when we do that, our joy will be in him and our joy may be full. And so as we abide, we have joy. That's what Jesus promises. John 15, 11. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. That's what we're looking for. So your friend had that joy. Indeed. And because of our relationship with Jesus, we can be joyful. Even when things are falling apart around us. Do you have this relationship with him? Yes, I do. I hope so. Yes, indeed. The you more do. you abide, the more you will have a relationship. You know, I tell people, if you don't spend time with someone, how can you have a relationship or friendship? Tanya, if you and I never spent time together, we wouldn't be close. We wouldn't have this relationship. It's spending time. We wouldn't. And I'm so grateful for our friendship. I mean, it enhances my every day. It's a good thing. But there was a time when I didn't have this kind of relationship with God. I was walking around, and when I was in an absolute crisis, I would reach out and pray. And I would pray daily, but it was relatively superficial. But when I got to some of my most challenging places, and I let God in, it has been transforming to what He has done to my spirit, and how He has brought a joy out in me that I didn't even know was possible. I haven't always been this way. But as I have grown older and I have spent the time getting to know him better, spending time in the word, praying and being still, I have found that joy. And the joy will be renewed and it will renew your strength in a different way. And the holidays can be tough for some folks. Let me encourage you, spend this holiday with Jesus. No matter what you're doing, Jesus is going to make it better. And... It leads me to a scripture out of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse 10. This day is help to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. I was just thinking about that scripture as you were talking, and we haven't even discussed it. Isn't that amazing? That is such a wonderful scripture and so true. The Indeed joy of the Lord is our strength, and I agree with you. I haven't always had this joy and it wasn't until Jesus came inside of me to live and dwell within me, and I chose Jesus. You know, we have to choose Jesus and choose joy each and every day. Get up, choose Him first. Yes. Spend time with Him. I know we talked about that today. First thing we both do when we get up is spend time with Jesus in prayer, 
reading his word, listening to praise music, whatever it is that will give us that quiet time, just you and Jesus. We want to encourage you, if you're listening, to spend time with him. That's what he wants. And it doesn't have to be formal, just sitting and being still, mm -hmm. letting him speak to you, praying to him. Take your worry list to him. He can turn all that around into a joyful state. But I must say this again, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You have to cling to him to find it. You sure do. You sure do. So that's the J of joy is putting Jesus first. Now we're at the O. The O is others. And we want to encourage you to be a joy spreader. Spread that joy everywhere you can. And how you can do that? is be involved. Be involved in other people's life. Shine the light of Christ. Let your words be uplifting to other people. Build others up. Show that you have a joy no matter what you're going through. Just like your friend who was not doing well, you know, near death. She still shined her light she from did. Jesus. That she joy. did. It was just so glorious to be around her because even though she was struggling, Mm -hmm. She was radiating a smile. She couldn't wait to see Jesus. And what a joy that was for me. Oh, I can't even imagine how that would be such a joy. And you had that connection with her that was so special. And we want to encourage people to get connected, stay connected, be around positive people, stay engaged, be active, and spread joy, not negativity. And there's a place where you can do that. We can spread joy in our home. We can spread joy at our church. We can spread joy at the school where we attend, at our workplace. We can get involved in a lot of places that need volunteers. Volunteer your time. That's a way to spread joy. Again, not because you have to, because you want to. And sometimes just as simple as smiling at someone can be a huge thing. We're not talking a lot of extra. Mm -hmm. Just a few extra muscles to bring mm -hmm. that frown to a smile <laughs> can enhance somebody's day. You don't know who needs that. Right. So wherever you go, we all go and run errands. We do things. We're getting out of the house. Smile at people. Say a kind word. You mm -hmm. know, my mother-in-law was really good about that. And she always said, wake up every day and realize it's a gift. Jesus has given us a gift. So unwrap that gift by sharing yourself with people. And like you said, through a smile, a kind word, a kind deed, a call, a text, a note. There's so many ways that we can help others. There are. And I, I know we've all been wearing masks and <clears throat> maybe you still are. And if you are, people can see your smile through your mm -hmm. eyes. I'll never forget when we had to wear them so often, I was smiling and I'd walk past someone and I'd say, I'm smiling at you. <laughs> they say, I know it. I see it in your eyes. It can bring so much joy to someone else. You don't know what they're going through. And many times, most of us are pretty closed-mouthed. We don't necessarily carry all of our feelings out on our sleeve. But you never know what impact that's going to have on someone. You really don't. And I have seen people smile with just because someone smiled at them. You know, have you noticed that when you smile at someone, most of the time they're going to smile back? That's kind of that reassurance that, I needed that smile and thank you. People notice. They notice your countenance. They notice that joy. And you can have that joy when you have Jesus in you. 
Jesus tells us in Matthew 5, when he's giving his Sermon on the Mount and in sharing words with disciples and the people that were gathered that day, he says, be salt and light. And Tanya, salt is beneficial in a number of ways, as a preservative, as a seasoning. And so Jesus said, we can be helpful too if we will influence others in the world for good, if we will be uplifting, like we talked about with our talk to people, the way we see people, the way we smile at people. And then, of course, a light. There's so much darkness around us. We can shine a light of Christ, like your friend. I keep going back to her, but that's a great example. It really is. And, you know, I've always found, no matter what I'm dealing with, you must stay hungry, thirsty, salt, those things lead me back to think you get used to a taste and you don't really recognize it and you just it becomes part of who you are and you're not thinking through it in the same way we must maintain a hunger and a thirst for jesus and without it we're not going to have joy we're not going to be able to radiate to others we're not going to be able to give of ourselves to others and it is so vital specifically in today's world where so much is more negative. I'm so glad that we live in a, a rural setting because I know in the, in the cities it is much worse than where it is here. But we must maintain that direction and saltiness towards Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love how you say that, a thirst for Jesus. And that, of course, reminds me of the woman at the well who was there waiting at a time when she wouldn't see a lot of people but waiting to draw water and Jesus knew she would be there. She was in Samaria. He walked through purposely to find her and when he found her, he asked for a drink of water. And she looked at him and said, how would you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan, for water? And then, of course, this is the part that just amazes me and that I love. And Jesus tells her that the water that I have will never leave you thirsty again. Everyone who drinks of this water at the well will be thirsty again, but not my water. In fact, the water that I give will become in you a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And then the woman said, Sir, I want this water, so I will not have to be thirsty again. This is living water, and Jesus had that living water and shared that with her to the point where she had such joy she realized he was the savior of the world he explained that to her and he told her some things about her that nobody else knew so she knew he's different he must be the one the messiah so she ran back to her town with joy again she had that joy and ran back and said you're not going to believe this i've seen someone that knew everything about me. He is the Messiah. So the people ran back and spent time with him. And when they saw for themselves, they started believing. But it was her testimony and her joy and excitement that led them to come back. Do we have that same joy? We should. And I can honestly say that I have it in a different way than I ever have in my whole life. And that's a good thing. And it's because of Jesus. It's not because of anything I've done. I have just invested in Him, and He has given me such joy and peace that only He can give. And He always will. And yes. so you're able to spread that joy, just like the woman at the well, because you have that joy within you. So that's the O. 
others, be involved, you know, spread your joy to them. What's the third part of this? Yourself. You do have to invest yourself. You do have to spend time with Jesus to be able to find that place of comfort where you want to help others, which is, as we mentioned early on, that is where the real joy comes into play because you reap the benefit, mm -hmm. sometimes even more than the others you help. And you know, God will share with you his pleasure and that he's pleased with what you're doing, that you've been faithful. And I think he does that in just that feeling that you have when you've seen other people have that joy. I ran across a story, a woman wanted to explain how she felt the first time she encountered the love of Jesus. And she says, the first time I encountered the love of Jesus, I actually didn't know what had hit me. I felt like there was a tangible love that came with a weightiness. It was just so silky smooth and my heart felt so much peace and I just wanted to rest in it. I didn't want to move just to stay in it, to rest, to let this love that felt almost liquid, a liquid love, come into my soul in every part. And the joy that she felt was indescribable, she says. It was like a realization that Jesus was doing something deep within my heart. And I was giving him permission, saying, Jesus, whatever you have for me, I'm here. Just come. I'm not so used to this, but I love it. So would you just keep coming and filling me with your liquid love, your presence? So Tanya, right there is what we're describing, that the presence of Jesus, the surrender, when you're just still before him and you rest in his love, he gives you that, what this woman describes as liquid love. I love that. Don't you? I read that and I'm like, that's it. It's just a love, almost that you can't explain, but you have those, even can have chill bumps. You can have just that feeling of awe and wonder and liquid love. I'd never heard it described that way. And it can permeate your spirit in such a different way. And it leads me to something else I read this morning. And this comes from Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. I don't know who's listening today that needs to hear that message. God's asking you, can he send you to where he needs you to go to help others? And you benefit from it as well, from the blessing that you can be to someone else. Are you able to put forth and radiate that joy? He's waiting for you to say, Send me. And let us close with the book of joy from Philippians. And we're going to go into chapter four. Paul wrote this while he was in prison. He was persecuted. He was struggling and suffering, not in a place of joy, but he had utmost joy. And he tells us, chapter four, verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, 
Think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And God of peace will be with you. And not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned that in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger and abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What a blessing that is. Go be a blessing to someone else today. And go spread your joy. There's someone waiting for you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you give us joy. It's in your presence where we find the fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So Lord, help us today to remember to seek you in your presence and to spread our joy to other people by getting involved, by praying to you and asking who is it that needs you. And go be that light and that salt in their life. And then, Lord, as we spend time with you and as we encounter you, Lord, there's joy that you give us in ourselves that we can have, that you promise us that joy. So, Lord, let us remember to be content no matter what's going on, to rejoice always. Again, we will rejoice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're so glad you joined us today. Remember, you can do a simple search, Journey with Jesus, and find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and coming soon to Pandora. You can also reach out to us in email. We'd love to hear from you or if you have a special prayer request at journeywithjesus2019 at gmail.com. There's joy in the journey when you journey with Jesus.